hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. I'm stressed, but I'm good. <laughs> um, so, hi, welcome to Read Between the Vines. Um, this is Chrissy. And this is Jackie. And this is the Corona edition. Of Read Between the Vines. Of Read Between the Vines. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are recording from our own houses today, um, which is really weird to not be in the same room recording. I miss your face a lot. I miss your face. <laughs> um, so we not are... only is it weird to like not be recording together, but it's weird just to have not seen you in so long. I know. I don't. I don't the think we've ever gone this I... long not seeing each other. The last time you were here was for Navy stuff. So that the thing the is, that really wasn't that long ago. It was no, like it maybe a month but... ago, but so much has changed. <laughs> well, I would have been there this weekend. So, like, starting yeah. on Monday, it is now like the longest time. I'm sad. I am too. But <sighs> I am, we are coping, and <laughs> you all are coping, however that looks for you. Mm-hmm. And. For me, we it's a lot, of yeah. <laughs> a lot of wine. A lot of books. I have been reading so many books. I think in the last three weeks, I've read seven books. Like, and to be fair, some of them were like school books, but like in my total book count, like I'm up there for these last. You few are weeks. up there. That's pretty cool. I've only, I have finished one book, and it was a book of poems, and I've been in yes, quarantine for two it? weeks. Well, I saw your rating on Goodreads because I snoop and like to know your opinion, but <laughs> it was really good. I am, um, I read uh, Aimless Love, which is a collection of Billy Collins poetry that I really, really enjoyed. And actually, I had a virtual happy hour with some friends from Crummer last night, and we, the girl who lent me the book, was there in the virtual happy hour. She hosted it. <laughs> and, oh, um, that's smart. And so I. Um, I was telling her about it. We talked a lot about it last night. I had a really, I really enjoyed it. It was like, it's really nice to be able to go outside and sit just with like a couple little poems and not feel pressure to like read a story and like invest in the story. It's like, cause I've, I've been really distracted lately. Like my, just my brain is doing lots of things that I don't appreciate right now. And, And so the poems are a nice break for me. Um, because it's, a way to just kind of like enjoy small moments. That is beautiful and opposite of how my brain works. <laughs> I, if I'm given small moments, they're too small for me to make a difference. So I have to just ignore everything that's happening and just like get lost into a different world. Mm. Yeah. I'm having trouble getting into like other worlds. I don't know. Preparing poetry for the next couple of episodes has been forceful for me (laughs) I am overall pleased with how they turned out and I'm excited for our next episode to talk about them but it was a battle between myself and my computer and the sun and the birds and the dog next door so (laughs) (laughs) so we are here to talk about the bookish life of Nina Hill Mm -hmm. which was our March book I read it in two sittings (laughs) yeah same two sittings do you want me to read Um, the back real quick yeah go ahead okay so the back says oh this is by Abby Waxman It says, meet Nina Hill, a young woman supremely confident in her own shell. The only child of a single mother, Nina has her life just as she wants it. A job in a bookstore, a kick-butt trivia team, and a cat named Phil. If she sometimes suspects there might be more to life than reading, she just shrugs and picks up a new book. When the father Nina never knew existed suddenly dies, leaving behind innumerable sisters, brothers, nieces, and nephews, Nina is horrified. They all live close by. They are all, or mostly all, excited to meet her. She will have to speak to strangers. And as if, as if that was not enough, Tom, her trivia nemesis, has turned out to be cute, funny, and deeply interested in getting to know her. Does he not realize what a terrible idea that is? Nina considers her options. Number one, completely change her name and appearance, although too drastic, plus she likes her hair. Number two, flee to a deserted island. Hard pass, see coffee. Number three, hide in a corner of her apartment and rock back and forth. Already doing it. It is time for Nina to come out of her comfortable shell, but she is not convinced real life would ever live up to fiction. It is going to take a brand new family, a persistent suitor, and the combined effects of ice cream and trivia to make her turn her own fresh page. After reading this, the back of this book, after reading it, I feel like you don't even need to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yes, wrong. <laughs> what, are, what, are we, what are we drinking? 
We're drinking Capriccio Watermelon Sangria because this seemed like a canned wine kind of book. <laughs> it's a canned wine kind of week. It is. And so it's it's made with concentrates of watermelon, tropical, and blueberry. I'm sorry, concentrates of tropical? What is that? You know, you can just go out and buy some tropical. <laughs> so um, it's this cute little green bottle um, and it's a... It's a rosé, I think. It's watermelon. I can't tell. It's in a can. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm not about to pour it out. So, um, and it's covered in little fruits and stuff. And we thought it was like a nice little, I don't know where this is from. This is from Auburndale, Florida. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) So, um, but we were like, oh, she's got so many family members that are new. new." It's like just there's a lot going on in this book and there was a lot going on on this can. And so that's that's our tie in. We took it literally. And And you're going to like it. Damn it. Let me smell. Let me let me taste it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I got a picture of that face. That was incredible. (laughs) Oh, boy. Woo. This needs ice. I might need to go put this in a glass with ice because it was in the fridge, but not for long enough, and it's not very cold. Oh, oh, it's I'm so sorry. strong. It's like it's very alcoholic. This is You're gonna give me a headache. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. gonna give me a headache, which means it really suits the book. <laughs> oh, listen, it sounds like we're shitting on this book, and we are a little bit. <laughs> we are a lot, <laughs> but by no means is it a bad book. No, it was it was an enjoyable book for what it was, but it yes. like couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. In I my expected opinion. it to be exactly what it turned out to be. Like after reading the yeah. back of the book and learning that her trivia nemesis is cute, I was like, I already know what this book is, and yeah. I was right. You were right, but the thing is, like, like what you want to just dive in? Um, Let's dive in. Do you want to do? Do you want to do quotes? Do you want to do like a, just a? Do you want to do a quick synopsis? Sure. So, it's been a couple weeks since I read this book, so hopefully this is accurate. (laughs) So, Nina is, she works at a bookstore, and she's got a cat named Phil, and she does trivia, and she's, like, really anal retentive about her schedule, because she, like, she lives alone, she's almost 30, and she, like, doesn't really let other people into her life. Like, her mom traveled a lot while she was growing up and like so she had a nanny who was essentially her mom and like her mom just sent her fun things from wherever she was traveling because she was like a world-renowned photographer and um so she like has a hard time letting people in which means she also has anxiety and she lives in LA which is like she likes it but also doesn't like how busy it is it like also gives her anxiety but she likes her little bubble and so she does trivia with friends and it's clear from the first time you meet her trivia ne- nemesis that it's like they like each other. And then um, she finds out that her dad died. And she's like, I didn't know I had a dad. Which, like, what? What? Bitch, what you mean? You didn't know you had a dad. I mean, and he, then she, she did say, she was like, I mean, obviously I have a dad, but like, I didn't know I had a dad. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and it turns out he has lots of kids by like five different women or some shit like that. And they're all exactly alike somehow. (laughs) And and some of them, like, her nephew is older than she is, but then her aunt is younger than she is. And, like, it's a weird situation. There's the one family member who hates her because you gotta have one of those. Mm -hmm. And um, turns out that he was... Her dad was just trying to, like, make amends, I guess, with the family and with her and, like, always wanted to be in her life, but her mom was like, no. And, um... (laughs) How am I doing? I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. No, I mean, (laughs) the book was a ramble, so you're doing great. (laughs) So she, like, gets what she... She, like, gets together with the dude, and then... And then she, like, starts to get to know her family... And then she breaks up with the dude because she has an anxiety attack and it's like, oh God, what do I do? And then um, the bookstore is closing and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then turns out she came into a lot of money. So she buys the bookstore, keeps it open and um, or becomes a partner in the bookstore and they keep it open and gets back together with the boy and has connecting moment with the one family member who hates her and um, inherits a car that she doesn't know how to drive and 
I guess they live happily ever after. That was it, right? (laughs) That that was it. That was the whole book. Incredible. That was a lot. You know, it was, it's like a, that's kind of like a chunk of a book, but it's so fast. It it was a chunk of a book, but it went by really, really quickly. So, you got any quotes that you liked in here? Or that Um, you hated and wrote down? Um, no, because I just get angry and do nothing with them. Oh, one of the quotes I did love was on page 27, if you have one before that. I have one on 12. Okay, you go. Here we go. For example, at this time of day, when the sun made a great deal of her dark red hair, had Nina known how pretty it looked, she would have taken a photo of herself, but sadly, she was thinking about pickles, sliced whole or relish, disgust, and missed the opportunity. <laughs> oh, if that ain't us. I just, it made me laugh. She yeah. was thinking about pickles. <laughs> I do, I gotta say, I do love her character. I think she's really I really funny. identify with her character, for the me most too. part. Me too. But I just, I thought the book, we'll get there. We'll get there. Quotes. Okay, my quote on page 27 says, She turned to her favorite cafe to grab a gluten-free, low-fat blueberry muffin. Just kidding. It was a chocolate croissant. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, same. On page 37, although to be fair, it's not one quote, I just put, please quote the entire mommy dialogue. Okay, read it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'll read it. Um, Original woman. Oh, hi, Bindi. Do we know each other? Here, that would be a lot of head movement and facial expressions that alternate oh, between yeah. friendly openness and self-abasement, playing it safe until the connection is clarified. If it turns out they know each other because one of them slept with the other one's boyfriend in college, then, you know, awkward. Wait, this is pretty long. I don't need to. But um, just... I, have a, I have a note about this one, be, okay. but it just says, it says, what are these names? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, like, that's the, like, elephantine and urethra art classes on Saturdays. And it's bu- like if Professor Bubbles. If you were to make fun of like this book, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah. We are at <laughs> Harmony you- House of Love and Kindness. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Urethra went to Mandarin Immersion Buddhist Chakra Preschool in the Valley. <laughs> Exa- it's perfect. That is exactly what I think of of oh, California man. bombs. So just um, quote that whole paragraph. So my next one is on 43, and it's biology is not destiny, and love is not proportionate to shared DNA. I do love that. I just thought that was a really, like, profound quote stuck in the middle of a really strange book. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, family versus, like, blood family versus chosen family is, like, a whole other discussion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a quote on page 80. I have one on 66. Um, Okay. Um, this is when she's talking to Peter, which is her nephew, who is also her, who is also older than her, her gay mm-hmm. nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, Catherine had Lydia, which is somewhat amazing because my aunt Catherine is a piece of work. She may have eaten her husband. He disappeared completely. <laughs> which reminds me, have you read the, uh, have you, um, you know, in your very busy schedule, seen or got a chance to watch the Joe Exotic documentary? No, is that Tiger King? Yeah. There's <laughs> no. a whole thing about a woman eating her husband. <laughs> I thought it was I thought her husband I thought she fed her husband to the tigers. Isn't that the joke? There's like four rumors, but yeah, around oh. that. Okay. No, I haven't seen it yet. I would like to, but I'm, I'm only on episode busy three. having anxiety attacks, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely watch this when you're in the mood to not give a shit about anything because it's gonna make you angry. Okay. I hate this wine. <laughs> Have have we ever hated a wine before? I don't think so, but I hate this one. Oh, but it's better with ice. Oh, good. Much better with ice. Okay. Okay, I've got 80. Um, Grilled cheese in any form was my spirit animal. Same. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. And I I also have one on 87. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I also have one on 87, but you go ahead. Is it about the baby Russian dwarf hamster? Okay, so mine is, then she added a picture of a baby Russian dwarf hamster sitting in someone's hand because it made her go squee. Did I squee? miss that quote? I feel like that's something I would have written down. S-Q-U-E-E. Wait, 87. <laughs> it made her go squee. Russian dwarf hamster. It's literally in quotes, S-Q-U-E-E. Yep. I didn't write it down because I was angry about five sentences above it where it says she wanted to date the guy from Quizard. And I put, to my left, ladies and gentlemen, you will see my shocked and surprised face. <laughs> Sarcastic. Um, I, I have a, um, we skipped this one, 
because it didn't seem important, but I had a quote on 19 that said, he's objectively attractive, but subjectively repulsive on account of his overwhelming self-confidence. And I wrote, so they get married, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If she like points out a hate, that means, I literally, I think on page six, no, page 19, if Nina ends up with the head of Quizzard, I'm quitting this book, is what I wrote. <laughs> um, where, okay, I have one on 132. I don't have any more quotes. I guess I just stopped. Oh, I have a couple. Okay. So 132, she was a millennial, and as you've probably heard, they drink more wine than any generation in history. Can confirm. That is that is my note. It's, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, um, I, 153, I carpenter, you carpenter, he or she carpents, and I wrote, <laughs> I wombo, you wombo. <laughs> Spongebob. Um, and then, uh, I thought it was cute that Tom said goodnight tiny bookworm. I thought that was cute. Oh, yeah, after they were texting and it got weird because he never replied because he was on a date. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have one on 299 that says, trust people with your truth and bravely tell them you're not brave. Oh, I don't Which remember I any of these. I liked that one. So, those that's Quotes Corner. Uh, Quotes Corner was a, a good mix, I think, of, like, tiny, profound moments and also, like, what the fuck? She's thinking about pickles? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I think of all, like, my notes compared to, like, the quotes we have, the quotes was a good mix. My notes yeah. are sparse and wanting. I fair. have quite a few notes actually, but good. I keep, most I'm of them are like expanding. I hate what's happening right now. Yes, <laughs> I guess like it's like I liked the book, but I also hated ninety percent of it. Like it's this weird dynamic. It's I liked the book against my own better judgment. Yeah, right. Like if if you were to be like explain the book and then had to be like, now would you guess if Jackie liked it or not? You're gonna say no, the fuck she didn't like it, <laughs> and yet I did. Although. I don't think I would read it again, though. So, like, what does that say about the book? Like, I would I recommend it, it again. but I wouldn't read it again. Yeah. And there there are a few books I would read again, but I would not read this again. Yeah, this is not one of them. Sorry, Abby Waxman. But I was looking on Goodreads, and I got a lot of great reviews. But also, most of them were, like, moms who like these books. Well, it's also, this is, like... A quick read so if you're if you want to read something you want to fall into a world really quickly like this is the book for you you know mm -hmm. there's 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 a whole genre built around this shit because people like it you know people will read it and it's easy it's cute you smile <clears throat> yeah you know exactly what's gonna happen but it's still like you enjoy it and I don't know I just I used to like books like this a lot more and I don't as much anymore you know what i'm saying like like do you remember last year when we read how to find love in a bookshop and we were both yes. pleasantly surprised by like the fact that it wasn't what we expected this one was just exactly what i expected i like wasn't that pleasantly surprised okay. you know i actually do have notes of i say to be fair here's a list of things that surprised me mm. well, we, we can talk about it at the end okay yeah i like that um okay so shall we chronological we shall. this Biatch. You know, I had high hopes for this book when it started. Like, I'm eating while recording. How fucking professional is that? <laughs> what are you eating? German chocolate. Ugh. On page six, I wrote, don't you dare disrespect Pride and Prejudice that way. I, so I literally, <laughs> I have the same note. I just said, oh God, this woman is returning Pride and Prejudice. I'm a kind of bitch. So far, I think I like Nina, though she's a little sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, oh, I loved her. She was aggressive, but like in a cute way, not like in a malicious way. Yeah. I, I, her mom seemed cool at the beginning. I was like, your mom seems like a card, but like, I also didn't, I don't know why I wrote this, but I said, I disagree with Nina's view on dating. Some information is great, but all that deep dive shit causes problems. Oh, how she like, like Facebook stalked everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm on the fence with that because in this day and age, I feel you can't be too careful. But also, I've never done that. So I don't really know where I fall. Like, I wouldn't blame someone for doing that, but I wouldn't do it. 
I would do it after, like, maybe the third or fourth date. Not, like... When you're like starting a, to realize, like, I want to pursue this. Not, like, on the first date. Right. Like, okay. I mean, sure. Do, like, a... Do a brief little, like, who are you? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram? Are you a total weirdo? And, like, mm-hmm. don't integrate into I need society. To see, I need to see if you post pictures of 19 guns. Because if you do, we're done here. There's nothing we need to talk about. Right. Exactly. But also, I'm not going to go back to your middle school photos like oh yeah no you know definitely not um okay it's a balance um, i think it is a balance um i dig her style and i want her room she like talked to, she described her room and she's got like yes. all these built-in bookshelves and like but they're like floor to ceiling buildings uh, uh, which just sets sets up beautifully for her to fall in love with a bookshelf maker which i rolls my eyes spoiler so alert so fucking well <laughs> so she and <laughs> Sorry. Turns out Tom, her her trivia rival slash destined soulmate, is makes bookshelves. What? But like, how unrealistic is that though? There is not one person who makes bookshelves. You are a carpenter who makes shelves that you put books on. Like, right. Stop well, it. and also like you're not you're a carpenter. You're not only gonna make bookshelves. You yeah, know what I'm I was saying? Like, like, stop pushing this. He's not a bookshelf maker. He's a carpenter. Move along. Yeah. 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 I rolled my eyes so heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, oh, I'm in love with describing the span from 1950 to 1995 as Lucy Ricardo to Chandler Bing. I thought that was hilarious. I, yes, objectively, that is hilarious. But I could not relate because I hate that show. So, like, all of her friends, like, stuff, I was like, oh, I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> I know, but you it hate fit that with joke. her. It fit with her like character, and so She's like, like that was cool. She just wants like, because here's the thing though. I don't think you have to like the show Friends to like under like to appreciate the fact that it's really iconic. You know? Oh, not at all. Yeah, and like you can hate I think the, the show reason... and also recognize that it is like an em- it is emblematic of TV at that time. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it fits with her character, and it would be silly if there wasn't a sitcom that she was, like, quoting and obsessed with. But I yeah. think I, I identified with her so much, and then she said that, and I was like, I no longer identify with you. Yeah, that's fair. Which is fair. why it hits harder. That's fair. Um, mm-hmm. I want to steal their, um, the trivia name, You're a Quizard, Harry. It's so I good. Steal it. I'm upset we never thought about it. I know. Me too. I know. So, like, um, I have a... Um, sad day i have like a new set of trivia friends in orlando um and we are usually tequila mockingbird oh um, <laughs> my god um which actually i think was one of the names of like the teams in um in the book but i really like your wizard harry and like i'm kind of sad that we didn't catch that one i think we were we we went with snapes on a plane at one point no we didn't we went with I don't know. The last time we did Harry Potter trivia, we went with a different team name. We went with, like, a, a themed one. And I think it was... Ah! For Fox's sake. <laughs> Fox's sake. We haven't done trivia. Um, we don't do trivia anymore. There's, like, nobody here. Hmm. Like, it would just... It would just be me, Solomon, and Alexa. Boo. Which, like, we all live together, so we're not going to pay to go out to spend time <laughs> together. You know? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. That's fair, because I guess the only other people who really went regularly were, like, me and Casey, and we're both gone. Yeah, and you're both gone, so. Boo. Boo. Um, page 27, I have a note. She's having a conversation with Vanessa. Ah, no, no, no. Okay, so she went and got the, the chocolate croissant and mm-hmm. um, from Vanessa, and then she goes back into... <laughs> I'm just going to read you this page. Okay, great. Um... <clears throat> Nina reached Larchmont Boulevard with its artisanal hat and cheese shops, two different shops that would be weird combination, especially in warm weather, and turned into her favorite cafe to grab a gluten-free, low-fat brand muffin. Just kidding, it was a chocolate croissant. Hi, Nina, said Vanessa, a friend of hers who worked there. What's new? Surprisingly little, Nina said. I'll have a chocolate croissant. The breakfast of champions. French champions. Champignon? Nina said, I think that means mushrooms. She sounded more confident than she was. Vanessa shrugged. Look, I've only had two cups of coffee. I'm barely alive. Nina took her croissant without a bag and ate it as she crossed the street. Multitasking and eco-sensitive all at once. Not even 9 a.m. and already ahead for the day. Liz looked up as she walked in. 
Ooh, did you get one of those for me? Nina turned and went back across the street. <laughs> a minute later, she returned. Yes, I did, funnily enough. How, that's so nice of you. How is the trivia thing? We lost. Liz stared at her. What? You never lose. That that whole exchange reminded me of us working together, and it made me sad. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, I miss seeing you every day. Like, yes, I did. I got, yeah, I'm going to go back to Starbucks and get you one right now. I brought this you is one. yours. They misspelled your name. It says Jackie. Because our drink is the same. I would just give you that. Uh, it made me sad. I was like, well, I miss working with Jackie. Let's but I do love, I it just like, I love her character. Yeah. I just say, I really love that the way Abby Waxman like writes. I like her style of writing. I do too. I just don't like what she writes. <laughs> yeah, I feel I that. Don't, I don't like the storyline she chose. Page 32 is when she finds, so she finds out that she has an entire family and that her name is in the will. And so she has to go to the reading of the will. And Peter, her older than her nephew, who's cool and super gay um, and really nice, Mm-hmm. was like oh, you might be getting a lot of money because you're like your name's in the will and she goes oh i don't even know if i want it blah 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 first the fuck all i would 100 percent want that money don't yeah. tell me that you're high and mighty and that you don't want the money so you can make a point about not meeting the family i thought that was weird and i didn't like it and I then i put that. this is not the hill to die on lol <laughs> so peter is an anthropology professor mm-hmm. and i thought how lucky is it that you suddenly get dragged into this giant family and one of them just happens to be an anthropologist and studies genealogical lines? Like, I thought but it was. Then I thought, you know, maybe if he has, like, such a wild family, like, that might be why he wanted to get into it. So, like, it oh, makes maybe. sense. You know what I'm saying? But I also thought it was too convenient and unrealistic that they were all alike. Sorry. They were, no. They all had, like, she was, like, this weird conglomeration of all of them, where, like, she and Peter clicked, they, like, liked the same foods, and they liked the same, they knew the same trivia shit, and then, like, well, no, she and Lydia were both into trivia, and mm-hmm. then, what's his face? Um, the brother? Her brother. Archie? Yeah. Archie, she and Archie both had anxiety, and, like, it's like, you guys, that's not... I feel like you wouldn't have anything in common. Like, you might Alyssa and I were raised together, and we are almost nothing alike. Yeah. I thought that was too convenient and unrealistic, and, like, don't patronize the reader. Like, we know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What else you got before before 47? Nothing. Go ahead. (laughs) Nine foot... No, a nine-yard penis. That's all I wrote! (laughs) Hold on, wait a minute. 47. This is when they're talking about, um, like, a photo shoot. Oh, okay. So they're talking about, um... Dick pics. Yeah. They're supposed to be in Book Bitches book club, and which is contemporary fiction, and, um, they had wandered from the topic, and they're talking about dick pics, and, like, Vanessa got, like, five dick pics from different angles with different lighting, and, like... Moody, black and white, sun flare filter, the whole nine yards. And um, Lauren goes, yards? I hope you mean inches, because a nine-yard penis would be... How many inches in a yard again? <laughs> 36. It, a yard is three feet. So, um, can, God, can you imagine that? A 27-foot penis. A nine, no. The whole nine yards. I- Woo! All right. P- ooh. Can we talk about deal breakers? <gasps> yes. I would love to talk about deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what mine are. I don't know if I have standards, but like <laughs> You know, I I didn't think I did until I thought back about my previous relationships and I certainly I have I have uh I have a list. It's not very okay. long, but Give me your list. Uh if you own more than three guns, for whatever purpose, no. Um if you voted for Trump, no. <laughs> Which <laughs> I can attest, literally will stop seeing a person because of that. <laughs> I remember um, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, I don't know, personality twerks such as if you think it's funny to make rape jokes or sexist jokes 
or if you say no homo after things so that's a conversation we have to have because you're an idiot um (laughs) if you're married i feel like i gotta put that out there (laughs) oh man those those, that's my list uh, just off the top of my head that's fair um if they hate harry potter oh really it's that big of a deal for you i love so you cannot read it that's fine with me like you don't have to be a giant fan you can like but like if you read it and you actively hate it i don't want to be with you you know what i'm saying so like not (laughs) neutral but anti is a no yes that's fair i accept this neutral's fine like you don't have to have read it or watched them or like them even but like if you hate them actively that's a problem for me um If you have no hobbies, like, you've got to have your own thing, you know? Mm, yeah. Because um, I have a lot of hobbies, and, like, I'm not about to share them all, so... And it, you shouldn't. Right. Um, smoking. I won't get a smoker. Yeah, that's another one I'll add. Um, I don't what know. About chewing tobacco? Ooh, no. Mm-mm. Just any tobacco and, like, use? Any, like, hard drugs, either. Like, none of that. None of that. Um, not regularly. you know if you do it like once a year for fun like whatever i guess yeah no well and when i'm when i say hard drugs i mean like i'm not gonna date a meth addict or like a heroin addict you know what i'm saying would you ever like how i don't know i don't know how i would meet them but like that's well apparently that did not make it on my list so now i feel bad um like i if you smoke pot every once in a while fine i feel like that's like pretty tame drug that a lot of people use like for a variety of reasons so like that's not a deal breaker for me but like the heavier shit no that's a no i just thought of another one for me mm. military <laughs> fuck off oh me. i knew that one no I knew ma'am that one. <laughs> <laughs> never again nope i knew that one if you have been in the military once before and you are not still acting like you're in the military, this is fine. But if you are actively in the military, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right. I don't think I have any more, though. Yeah, I can't. I could probably, like, come up with some, but that seems it for me. Good All team. Right. I would like to talk about... So, she's meeting... Uh, she's, like, going through the um, the map of her family and the ages and stuff. And I was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. So Reynolds is a middle-aged professor, but Nina Hill is his aunt. So she is older than him. But also, how old is Nina? I thought they were like 30 or something. And then on page 61, they literally were like, so I know it's weird, but I'm your nephew and older than you. Ha, ha, ha. So I put, oh, never mind. That's it. <laughs> I just got very confused because that is not, I know that does happen, but like. I had a note like that, too. It was, it's weird that he's older than her. But I knew people like that. Like, there was a kid, there were two kids who went to my high school. One of them was the other one's uncle, technically, but he was younger. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. It's very strange. Very yeah, strange. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, okay. So, I have one on 63, and it's just a dumb little throwaway, but they talk about a pen that he's using. Like, um, it. Let me, let me see. Oh, and she knows what pen it is, though, right? Um, yeah. So she goes, he slid a piece of paper across to her and handed her a pen. It was a friction she was pleased to see, and then she was mildly embarrassed that she even noticed. That's my favorite pen, and I hate that I know what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know those pens I used I, at the NAI that are, like, the I have erasables? a pack of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the my best. favorite pens. I love them. Yeah. And I was like, God, I hate that I know what kind of pen that is. Although, I gotta say, I do love the classic Black Point Bic. Yes. Like the classic cast ones. Black Point Bic. You know what I like? The pilot pens. Oh my God, yeah, but the point I... Seven, those no, are only point for nine special is too thick and too, Yeah, point five is too, like, too, too scratchy. Yes. And then point nine is too much ink and it bleeds. But yes. like, a point, point seven, seven pilot pen. Key. Mm. 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 Why do we have pen preferences <laughs> because you and i would go crazy inside of a staples and you know it and it's fine <laughs> all right we are nina hill we are um oh wait can i like sidestep real quick and talk about her naming her cat phil because that's the most amazing thing i've ever heard in my yes! entire life why did she name him phil again do we know did we ever find out you know what i feel like i would have written it down so i don't think so 
I don't think we did either. But that's an amazing name for a cat. And, like, Adam and I are looking into getting um, a dog during quarantine. It'll keep you busy, for sure. But well, it'll be nice so to have someone around. We we submitted an application to foster a greyhound. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of the dog tracks in Florida shut down um, prematurely. Like, they were going to shut down this year anyways, but, like, they had to close early. And so right. there's something like 1,500 greyhounds that need foster homes now. Aww. So, and greyhounds are, like, great apartment dogs because they only need, like, five minutes to sprint out their energy and then they just chill on the couch all day. Oh, um, that's perfect. Yeah, and, and, but they're also super dumb. Like, they're bred to be really athletic <laughs> and they're bred to be, like, like, really fast and all that, but, like, they don't need to be smart to run fast, so they're, they're really dumb dogs. So, um, we may get a really stupid greyhound, which I'm really excited about, actually. How do you think Bun's gonna react? Um, I think he'll be okay, actually. As long as the dog is not super high energy, I think Bug will be fine, because Bug has met my brother's Great Dane, and, like, any other dog, I think is gonna be fine. I I have a thing on 64. Okay, go ahead. We find out that William, her father, it had like five million wives, but yes. then the, the, but then like the timeline is iffy because then they figure out that Nina Hill was conceived while he was in a marriage, so not that marriage. I realize that is not specific, but I put oh William is a cheater McCheater face. Sorry, but this all seems unrealistic. I feel this is way too much information, way too quickly. Yeah. Which just, like, goes along the whole thing of, like, this book is just unrealistic. This book didn't know what it wanted to be. That's it's what I, I will, I maintain Is it a love that. story? Is it a, fa- it a story about family? Is it a story about trivia? Is it a story about anxiety? I don't know. And none of, there were so many storylines that none of them fully fleshed out for me. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't really good closure on literally any of the storylines. And I did find that... I, although I liked her character and Waxman's style of writing, I feel like Nina made choices that her character should not have made. Like, her character yeah. was inconsistent, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves in writing. It's, like, yeah. it's sloppy, in my opinion, and unplanned. Like, I agree. For example, I think I actually have this written down. Okay. I put, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. So she gets nervous talking to a boy who literally, everyone's been in that entire situation, but doesn't have a fucking problem meeting 15 estranged family members. How is that consistent and how is that normal? She, like, she was like, oh my god, I'm so anxious to meet them. And then she, like, goes off on them in the middle of their meeting. Like, yeah. What? And to those who are saying that sometimes that is a manifestation of anxiety, for her, it is not. For her, she states that her anxiety means she needs to be alone in her room for days. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. lashing out. So it was just inconsistent. Like, it would make more sense if you had anxiety in a situation you have never been in, but really, mm-hmm. you're nervous to talk to a boy. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I got. I just got really frustrated. Yeah. Um, th- she talked about Star Trek at one point, and I just want to say that, like, throughout Nina's childhood, TV had been her second best friend after books, and she had watched what her nanny Louise had watched, which meant mostly 70s and 80s shows, not counting Star Trek The Next Generation, because Louise was a diehard Trekkie. She even liked Deep Space Nine, which, like, The Next Generation is the best, and Deep Space Nine is the worst. So, Have like, you ever seen any Star Trek? Um, well, that's okay. I don't blame you. I watched it okay. for, um, I watched it with my parents growing up. I watched Next Gen growing up. And then, um, I took a class in college called The Philosophy of Star Trek, and we watched an episode of Star Trek every week and then talked about the philosophical issues and, like, quandaries that were present in the episodes, which was fun. And we watched episodes from, like, every series at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Discovery wasn't out yet, and Picard was not out yet, so we didn't talk about either of those. But we watched episodes from Deep Space Nine and from the original series and, and Next Gen and, like, all of them, and can confirm... Deep Space Nine is the worst. So the fact that Louise likes <laughs> well, Deep Space Nine. I'm glad we have an Nine. expert who can confirm that. <laughs> the fact that Louise likes Deep Space Nine, she is a diehard Trekkie. So I just like that was that That's was a reason. good little bit of trivia that she stuck in there. That I was like, oh, okay, you you know what you're talking about. I like it. Good, I accept um, that. That's a win. That's a point. Oh, page eighty-five. I think this is when she meets her brother Archie. Yeah, this is when she met Archie. Um, When she immediately turns to a bottle of wine. 
Well, no, I just wrote, I don't think this is how meeting a new sibling would work. Like, I don't think that's how it would go. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. Right. It would be just like you meeting a person on a business trip or a a mutual friend of somebody. Like, Mm -hmm. there is no deep connection or a change in communication because you happen to have the same blood. Like, blood doesn't fucking matter. Like, well, and literally earlier in the book, I read that quote. That book, it's like, blood doesn't, Uh biology doesn't necessitate or dictate how close you are to somebody. So just, like... But then everything else in this book is, like... Oh, she literally like, everything. I felt a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. What? No, you didn't. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I have page 86. Honestly, you just, keep going because I'm out of main points until we talk about the book as a whole. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, I didn't... It's fine. It's cool. No. Um, She's talking about... Imaginary Brooke. Which is a young woman. Okay, Nina imagined a young woman. Let's call her Brooke. The kind of basic girl that Nina both despised and envied. A woman who understood contouring and highlighting and followed people on Instagram who cared passionately about tiny niche verticals, such as, for example, contouring and highlighting, and who had a boyfriend with a YouTube channel about his crazy life with his three husky puppies and his hot, contoured, organized girlfriend. Imaginary Brooke considered herself a boss, but at the same time enjoyed the girly things of life, the cushions, the candles, the body glitter, and the trending Starbucks drink. Having created the concept of bullet journaling, Brooke would then spend months perfecting her art, learning awesome new uh, calligraphy styles, taking fantastic photos and posting them, and watching the rest of the internet take her idea and run with it. Finally, she would start a company selling blank notebooks, Japanese pens, tiny stickers, and templates so her followers could bullet journal in their own, unique way within a Brooke-approved design framework. Brooke Co. would spawn a whole lifestyle channel on some upstart streaming network, and Brooke would retire at 40, having married and divorced Husky Guy, who, it turns out, only really liked young dogs, and lived a life filled with meaning, joy, and meaningfully joyful accessories. Nina hated her. (laughs) I can think of, like, five people who fit that description. (laughs) I know, but that's why I wrote it down. I was like, Jesus Christ! (laughs) And the fact that, like, you both despise them and envy them, like... It's accurate. So accurate. Like, I hate you, but I want to be you, but I also hate you, and I don't want to be you, but, like... What the fuck? <laughs> Men don't like nostrils. Men don't. Rich people don't have nostrils. <laughs> They're going to tell the church. Oh, man. Go watch oh, Contouring 101. Um, okay. That, you know, I think if I had to pick two videos in the entire history of the internet that make me laugh every goddamn time, it's Contouring 101 <laughs> and the Vine where he was like, she came down on a bubble, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the East, bro. <laughs> Grow That's up. That's fair. That's fair. No matter how many times that <laughs> pops up in my timeline, I will watch it every time. <laughs> she came down in a bubble, Jerry. And what was her sister's name? <laughs> <laughs> like, can we find you a guy that argues about show tunes? That's all I can say. <laughs> Um, okay. Can we talk about the humanimals? Let's talk about them. (laughs) So, at one point, they're like, they have a book reading. It's getting hot in the closet, by the way. (laughs) They're having a book reading, and it's the author of some book about letting in your inner animal, I guess? And they all start, like, making animal noises and, like, just squawking around the bookstore. And, like, bitch, what the that is some LA shit. Like that. Is- it, it reminds me of the scene in Rent where Indina Menzel's character is like, "Moo with me, moo." <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, it was Lord. definitely some LA shit. Just I go. I have my only note on that page is humanimals. They're roaring. I'm dead. <laughs> it was dumb, oh and I would also have tried to grab any wine possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, page 96, I have something about a forest. Ah, okay. Hike up into Griffith Park for in spring, for example, and you'll suddenly find yourself alone apart from four squillion birds winding down from their day and chattering over a postprandial brandy, or whatever it is birds wind down with. 
a buttercup filled with dew, a half acorn filled with honey. It's more likely they're sipping rainwater from the crumpled edge of a Coors Light can, but whatever it is, it's rocking their world because they are singing their feathery little butts off. Sometimes, if she were sitting very still, Nina would see a raccoon or a coyote or a jackrabbit, all trying not to be seen and free- freezing when they noticed her, then dissolving away like Homer Simpson sliding back into the hedge. <laughs> and oh, I love that pop culture reference. That, in and of itself, is a funny, um, funny little... <clears throat> passage but i have my note says hey 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 maybe st is in that forest <laughs> oh my god yes and he's eating some damn cheetos that's what he Dude. was down with okay um we got to page 97 and i said i was just about to say we're almost 100 pages in and barely a whiff of romance but here comes quizzard <laughs> here comes quizzard god what was his name tom that's right it was tom yeah um i, I liked tom i liked tom too can we talk about... Dude, okay, I'm just gonna read you my notes. Okay. Page one, uh, 113, Nora is right. She needs to work on her banter. She's terrible mm-hmm. at flirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 120, this this sounds like a very sweet wedding. Also, I bet Nina and Claire become weird friends because of, the, of their lack of dads. Claire is like the four-year-old or some the six-year-old who gets sick. I love her. Candy. She's my favorite character, I think. I fucking love her. <laughs> I want my but, like, child to be like that. I really liked that wedding, actually, where they just, like, they were, like, everybody sit on a picnic blanket and eat ice cream, and I'm just gonna come walk by every single person on a blanket as I walk down the aisle, and, like... Yeah, I'm gonna steal it, so watch out. And, like, wear jeans. Yeah. I love it. Wear whatever the fuck you want. Oh, my God, it was great. Um, she's insulting Potterheads. Nope! And then 129, her heroine, Monica Geller, which is, like, wild. Um... One thirty-eight. She held her own surprisingly well in there. I think this is when she's meeting the family and like they're doing the will reading. Oh yeah. Um, and I said Lydia seems like a bitch, but I bet they'll end up the best of friends. Wow. See, I didn't call that, but I don't know if it's because I wasn't trying or I just didn't see it. So kudos. No, I I knew they'd be friends. Um. Also, how do you get banned from trivia? Um, Is that a thing people do? I yeah. So. Because trivia is mostly run by, like, a person or a company, if you're just, like, constantly drunk and belligerent and causing a scene, they can ban you from that company's trivia. Or subsequently you can get banned from the restaurant and therefore by proxy can't do trivia Hmm. at that restaurant. Interesting. But I think, again, it's just, like, another way to conveniently add that to the story. I don't know a single person who's been banned from trivia. Although, to be fair, these seem more vicious than the ones we've been to. That's true. I wonder if the trivia scene is, like, real rough in L.A. and, like, a different side of pop culture that, like, I'm not super familiar with. The best I can offer is um, a list of serial killers, some Florida statutes, and I'll buy the beer. Like, that's what I can offer to a trivia <laughs> team. <laughs> Those are very valuable offerings. Right? Yeah. Just Don't in the right Don't sell yourself setting. short. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I got to 176, and I thought this book was going to be one of the ones where it's like, you know when they finally have sex? I thought it was going to be one of those, like, we're going to go into detail here. And, like, I'm oh, kind of glad, glad it didn't. wasn't. Like, I'm really yeah. glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Cause, glad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, 181. She does the thing I do where you get a book from the country you're visiting instead of a souvenir. Um, okay, let's see... She gave up her reading time to hang out with Millie, which I thought was cute. Yes, agree. Um, <laughs> page 263. I think this is when Nina had her little breakdown. Um, oh, yeah. And I literally, I just go, oh, or I go, annoyed with Tom, but also with Nina. Because, like... I, all of it. I was annoyed with that entire interaction. The fact that, like, one anxiety attack meant that she cut him off but, like, also that he was not willing to hear from her again after this anxiety attack. Like, dude, I was, I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, like, it is, I thought, I think it's fair for him to inquire about how, how many Daves of Space she needed just so he wouldn't bother her. And, but I don't think it was unfair of her to not give him, like, you can just say it's going to be a few days. Like, you don't have to be a dick about it. And then also, Tom, like, it's an anxiety attack. Just stay away for a few days and get the fuck over it. Like, both of yeah. them are being stupid. Yeah. Yeah. 
just also as a disclaimer, Chrissy and I both have anxiety, so we can do and say whatever we want about anxiety. Thank you very much. <laughs> I literally had an anxiety attack like <laughs> 10 minutes before we recorded today. Exactly. So fuck y'all. <laughs> um, so let's see. So she's talking to Louise, which is like her mother figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, um, Louise says, that's right. Wait a day or two and see what happens. Life needs space just like you. Give it room. The older woman paused. How's your anxiety? Nina shrugged, not that Louise could see her. Bad. Louise says, it's only doing its job. Poor, over-enthusiastic thing. I still remember what, the th- what that therapist said. Anxiety is what kept us alive back in the day. It helps us know when things are wrong, when situations are dangerous, or people mean us harm. It's just, it just sometimes, it's just, sometimes it gets ahead of itself, right? Nina nodded. I know. So, do nothing. Let yourself calm down. Take some deep breaths and wait. Your anxiety will pass. Things will get clearer. If this guy is meant to happen, he'll happen. Which is, like, super helpful. I do like the analogy of, like, because it's true, like, anxiety was meant to be um, a way, a survival tactic, and we've just learned, well, and now it just kind of spirals out of control because we no longer need it as a survival tactic, so it pops up in other areas. Mm Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, I really hate when people say, if it's meant to be, it'll be. I really don't like that phrase. I hate that phrase, too, but, like... Because I don't think things are predetermined, so when you say it is, I I don't like you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can work at it, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you can't just do nothing, and if it'll be, it'll, like, it's not predetermined. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that page, because, like, because for me, it's like, I'm gonna work at it no matter what, but, like, for me, the, the phrase, like, if it's meant to be, it'll be is more like you're gonna work at it either way but it's okay if it doesn't happen because like right. you could you could put in the work and it might not work out you know and that's okay because that means something else that you put the work into will work out you know like right yeah there will be just, plenty of both and just don't you use just have it to accept that right i don't want anyone to use it as an excuse to sit and do nothing and not work at anything because mm-hmm. you're just gonna be sad yeah um okay um, 314, all I have is this is dot, 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 wild. <laughs> okay. That's it. Was this Let me Lydia? see what that's in reference to. Um, probably. Oh, no, it's the fight. Between the, the weak Oh, people. yes, it's the fight. I am lactose intolerant. No, you're just completely intolerable. Oh, my God. That they, was like, the most LA literally, thing. Yeah, they're throwing ice cream there's like an ice cream fight in the streets of la what no i love it it was just Um, so random wait okay 324 i said well i thought she was gonna save the day but it was a cute twist so maybe she didn't save the day i know at the beginning i was like she bought the. i thought she didn't but i was gonna let you go because sometimes i usually misread things oh so this i thought she was gonna come in and save his trivia team but instead she stands up and is like, I love you. And that was cute. I saw that coming. I gotta say, I um, saw that one coming. I thought they I were gonna do. make up because she was gonna save his his trivia team. Like, oh. I thought she was gonna help him win and then that was gonna, like, that's how I thought that was gonna go. But it that's not how it went. And then 325, he makes bookshelves! And then 332, all I have is she buys the bookstore. She does? So yeah. I did misread. <laughs> She buys the bookstore. And then 332, my last note is just all caps. Ah! This was a terrible ending. I hated yeah, oh, the I, end. I hated the ending. But also, I, I have a note about the last page where she's like, we're going to Mexico. It's decided. I like being spontaneous. Bitch, no, you don't. Stop being inconsistent. That that was like the biggest turnaround. That's I think that's why I hated it. I was like, she would not just turn around and be like, after a whole right? three hundred and thirty pages of being anxious about everything and wanting to stay inside and like liking her routine, bitch, you ain't going to Mexico just on yeah, the spur she, of a moment. She wouldn't even fudge her um, schedule by thirty minutes, and you think she's gonna leave the country? Like baby steps, girl. Good God. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's all my notes. I hated the ending. I, I don't think this notes, book knew yeah. what it wanted to do. There were good parts, and there were bad parts, and there were, like, unrealistic parts, and there were little nuggets that I enjoyed along the way. I feel like this book, I, I, I agree, and I also would expand upon that and say, I don't know that Waxman knew who she wanted her audience to be. 
Right. Because you can't read this necessarily. This isn't appropriate for middle school because they go pretty deep into dick pics and sex. But it's a little too juvenile for a young adult. So I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Um, also, is- I... Oh, here's a list of things that did surprise me. When they read the will that she just obtained a garage, I thought she was just going to be left a bunch of money. Then when she got to the garage, I assumed it would be filled with books, but it wasn't. It was filled with a car, so that confused me. I also didn't see the letters in the car, so that was cool. Um, and then I also didn't I didn't catch Lydia turning out to be kind of cool. So you caught that one. That was good. I caught Lydia. I didn't, I didn't see the car coming, but I did see the wedding coming. Um... I liked the wedding. I thought the wedding was cool. I have one other note, and it's a question. So if you have anything else. The only other thing I have is, like, I was going to read through my um, Goodreads review because... Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it was really well written. So um, my Goodreads review says, I wish... I gave it three stars. I really enjoyed the book, but it just... It wasn't anything new. She's... Nina is completely relatable to most bookworms. Um, We tend to be introverted... We have trouble connecting with other people. We'd often rather stay at home with our books and our cats and our tea. And we love a good bookshelf and we love information. And so while I really identified with Nina, like, she she just didn't feel real. She has anxiety, but losing her long-term steady and well-loved job didn't trigger an episode until she was next to the boy she liked. She says she doesn't like people, but as soon as she gets a family, she accepts them very quickly and melts into their structure. Her vitriolic cousin decides they could be best friends because they both like trivia after tormenting her for the entire book. She spends the whole book behaving like she needs control over everything, and then she just decides on a dime that she wants to be spontaneous. There are too many 180-degree turns for me to feel like it's a realistic situation. I also felt like this book couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Was it a story about saving a bookstore, about an anxious bookworm gaining control of her anxiety, a quiet introvert who suddenly discovers her long-lost extended family and finds home, a witty romance between a bookworm and a bookshelf carpenter? I didn't know what it wanted to be, and so each of these little storylines suffer for it. Her relationships weren't fleshed out enough because there were too many characters, the major dilemma was a small relationship spat, and the story ended before it really began. With all that said, if you can suspend your disbelief long enough to get through it, which didn't take more than two days, it's a very enjoyable and sweet read. There are some very cute moments, some lovely closure from Nina's long-lost father, and some great literary references. I had a good time with it, but it left me wanting more. That's good. I like this. I'm going to read mine, too, and we should do this for every episode. Yes! All right. Mine was ultimately a lot of the same, not as detailed. I gave it three stars, and I maintain that it would be three even if goodreads let us do halfsies because Mm -hmm. to me this was an average book and three is average so i read or i put this book was cute and very easy to read albeit forgetful i enjoyed the writing style of abby wexman that is many asides tangents and interjected fun facts that literally no one asked for however i found (laughs) the main character nina hill to not be as relatable as i thought she would be based on the bookworm cat loving coffee drinker depiction on the back of the book I find her choices and behavior to be inconsistent, which is one of my biggest pet peeves, and her relationship with her rival trivia captain ex- was expected and easy. Don't get me wrong, there were some surprises and times I actually laughed out loud, but there were some shortcuts taken in this book. Definitely a fun, quick read with good lessons about the importance of friendship, family, courage, and love. Yeah. So that was my review, but ultimately, we, yeah, we agree. I think, I think we're on the same page. You know, which I think is really funny, though, is, like, this is the first book we've read for the podcast that I, like... I'm comfortable saying I didn't love. Wow. Yeah, mine was the bell jar. I know you hated the bell jar. <laughs> yeah, I really hated that. I, I didn't love The Handmaid's Tale, but, like, I still would have given it four stars on Goodreads, you know? Right. I thought it was really yeah. well written. I just didn't like it because that's not the kind of story I like, you know? Right, right. Um, and then I think this, even if these are the things you like, it was still only okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've read, I mean... We've read books like this, and there have been better ones, so the scale is yeah. iffy. Exactly. I have one more thing, and it's a question, and it's going to end. that This way we end on a high note. Okay. So, in this book, Nina says everyone has their five perfect things. What are yours? <gasps> Ooh! The smell of a new book. When my cat falls asleep on my lap. So, so far, you're Nina Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling you get when someone shares a song that's really special to them. A really good cup of tea and that the feeling you get when you are outside and like 
completely disconnected from technology and are just at one with like the stars and with nature i love that what are yours okay mine hold on i literally just thought of this or i'm typing mine out like now so mine the first one and again these are in no particular order coffee in the morning mm-hmm. uh best friends who know what you're gonna say before you know what you're gonna say uh, a book you never ever want to finish and always want to reread a kiss on the forehead after you've been crying i know <laughs> and this one's a little goofy but there's always when you're at a party and then you're like drinking or smoking or whatever you do to relax there's always a moment in the party where you just like detach from yourself and look around and you're like i've got some good fucking friends yes that dude moment. yes i love that like moment. the detached it happens every moment. time where you're like every you time. just sit back and you're like oh fuck i have great right? friends you're like <laughs> i love my life yeah yeah that yeah that's a great moment that's a good list thank you i like I- kind of want to steal <laughs> your list <laughs> i mean we can we can do 10 things we can share our lists <laughs> yeah it's, it's a shared list although no actually i would still add all of your things to my list yeah although i had an honorable mention which was getting a 100 on a paper but Ooh, that, seemed, that is a good one right? that's an honorable but, mention for sure honorable mention i was like yes. i cannot put this in here stop being a nerd <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's well, that's that that's the, that's the bookish if, life of Nina Hill. If you want a quick read that will certainly make you giggle and that you can read really quickly. I said that and twice. And also grown a I lot. Emphasize this. Yeah. yeah. If you just like really, you know how like, so everyone has their thing where they're like when you're in a certain mood, you do, you do certain things. But when you're not in that mood, you wouldn't do that normally. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm listening to rap music by choice, I'm very angry. And if I'm watching <laughs> reality TV, I'm very upset. So like... <laughs> This might be your upset book. Like, you just want to roll your eyes heavily, but not at a specific person that you love. This is the book for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Um, you want to tell them what we're reading next month? I'll tell them. We're reading them. The Devil in the White City. <laughs> All right. I actually um, already started it, but totally forgot we were reading it. So this is just lucky. I- got it. <laughs> um, yes. The Devil in the White City. Bringing Chicago circa 1893 to vivid life, Eric Larson's spellbinding bestseller intertwines the true tale of two men, the brilliant architect behind the legendary 1893 World's Fair, striving to secure America's place in the world, and the cunning serial killer who used to fair, who used the fair to lure his victims to their death. Combining meticulous research, re, fuck, research with <laughs> nail-biting storytelling, Eric Larson has crafted a narrative with all the wonder of newly discovered history and the thrills of the best fiction. So if you've, like, never read Eric Larson, all of his books are timepieces with accurate history, but fiction storytelling. So you can learn a lot about a certain period in history while reading his books. It's a really great way to, like, brush up on history and just, like, learn something while not, like, if you, like, don't like to read nonfiction. It's a really good mix. Right. So we're reading it because last April we did The Secret History of Wonder Woman. So we're, like, Mm -hmm. trying to go – we're trying to stick with, like, historical kind of, like, accurate stuff for April – Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, it's like fictional, but like also set in like a real time. And that's, that's what we're going for. So it yeah, should be fun. I'm really excited. It's going to be awesome. So I bought it. It's in my to be read pile along with like 12 other things that I bought pre quarantine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I usually, actually, I usually have like, I don't know if I put this back. I've got a <laughs> pile next to my um on the nightstand usually it's about three or four books high but since i just finished another book yesterday it's dwindling but this is like my like immediate to be read in this order and then i have like a to be read shelf up there because i just can't i love it. everything i have but a this way shelf. when i finish one i don't have to get up to get my other one mm-hmm. i love it yeah. i'm reading i'm currently reading home by julie andrews which is mm-hmm. um so a couple weeks ago i tried to start reading homework by julie andrews which i got for christmas and um and I got to the first page and it was like this is the second in my series of memoirs and I was like ah oh, damn it I have to read the first one yeah so but, I, uh, any excuse to buy a book I literally I texted Jackie from my bathtub and I said do I have to read the first one first yes, and she goes do. yes you do and I yes, said okay so I went out and I bought the first one I'm about halfway through that one and then I'll probably read homework after that I also half started Radium Girls which is oh can I borrow that when you're done also I'm done with your other book 
It's sitting over there, so it doesn't get touched. My other book? My my favorite murder. Oh, yes. Okay. Did you like it? Very much. You can read yeah. my review about it. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so that's The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. We are reading The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson next month. Check us out. Now that I'm home all the time, I'm posting a lot more on our social media. So I love it. Um, check us out. Recommend us to your friends. Like, subscribe, rate, whatever you do with podcast things. Be like bees. Hit us up on pod. No, Patreon. Um, <laughs> um, I think that's it. And yeah, we're on all the accounts. Yeah. So we'll see Twitter, you. Twitter, the- Facebook, Instagram, not LinkedIn. Yeah. We'll see you in a couple weeks for a super special episode that we're doing, um, which is just poetry we're writing during quarantine. So we're going to record that next, but you won't hear it for two weeks, so we'll see you soon. But something for you to look forward to, and good luck in quarantine, and stay healthy. And stay home, and stay safe. We love you. We love Uh, you. See you later. Yeet! Fill in the blank space. Fill in the blank space with my voice.